0: Your top stories on Blitz this hour, South Africa aim to strengthen their T20 World Cup semi-final hopes, the feast of fantastic UEFA Champions League football is in store, the DSTV Premiership returns with intriguing fixtures, top level tennis as the Rolex Paris Masters gets underway, and the European Tour next heads to Portugal.
1: Drama, excitement, and a nail-biting finish was the order of the day for the Proteas as they sealed a four-wicked win against Sri Lanka. But while there was plenty to celebrate regarding that victory, the next match against Bangladesh is a massive one for the men from South Africa. Group one was rightly labeled as the group of death and following that last game against Sri Lanka, we know why, and the Tigers are also going to put up a fight.
2: Looking at our group, there is no easy game, every game is a pressure game, Um, games like these um, experiences like these give us a lot of um, confidence, motivation. You know, as a team, we've, um, we've leaned a lot on our bowling attack and, you know, for the batters to be able to bring it home, you know, that does us um, the world of good.
3: The expectation is, oh, you're playing Bangladesh, you should beat them, it might be tricky. You can't say that. You can't say that these days because in recent times, how many teams have gone into conditions like these, played against them and lost against them? Australia, New Zealand, yeah, comfortably lost, right? So that's why when Temba says they're not easy games, when I look and I look at the the, the group and say they're no easy games, everybody is fully aware that each game you play in this group is particularly important. And so as high as you get with a victory, you've got to get back level as quickly as possible and get back on um, on kind of the to the drawing board to sort of say, right now this worked against these opposition. What do we do for the next one? How do we go against these guys? And what is it we have to do well to ensure that we can beat them? And they'll be right
1: on that. The pressure has been cranked up for South Africa, and they are looking to face it head-on. Bangladesh are a team that will test South Africa, with their skills being perfect for the conditions on offer in the UAE. Yeah,
4: look, uh, it's it's basic. I think we're playing knockouts from here on forward. So whenever we lose, we're probably going to be out of the World Cup. So massive games going forward. Um, So Bangladesh, obviously. T20 cricket brings every team uh, closer together, so that's what it makes it so dramatic and exciting. Um, So we need to make sure we prepare well, do all the basics really well, um, and then hopefully we can put in another good performance. Look, if you you look at the conditions at the moment, um, I think they are suited for these conditions as well they've got a lot of spin options a lot of guys bowling slow balls Um, and then also if you think about it there's no 200 scores here so 140 means one guy gets a good partnership or good innings um, and they can post something or chase something so it's super important from our side that that we don't take anything for granted and that we make sure we can execute our skills on the day
2: south africa will look to keep their momentum going when they face a luckless bangladesh Namibia meanwhile will chase another historic victory when they take on Pakistan. And you can catch both matches live on your world of champions. Sri Lanka were faced with the tough task of stopping England's juggernaut. They had shown sparks in this tournament but found themselves in a situation where even if they won, they would have needed favors from others to progress. They won the toss and elected to bowl first and benefited early from the decision, with Hasaranga De Silva removing Jason Roy with his second ball, keeping it low with just enough turn from outside off to clip the stump. David Malan was next to depart after Dushmanta Shamira took the fielders out of the equation with a low stump rattler. The sri lankans then landed another big blow inside the power play when a googly from hasa hit johnny Pesto on the pad adrian holstock shaked his head but they reviewed and hawkeye confirmed the dismissal and he was sent back to the pavilion gone first ball joss butler and owen morgan then steadied the ship With the former going on to record the slowest 50 scored by england in a t20 world cup and the slowest half century in his t20 international career he then let loose in the 15th over smashing lahiru kumara for three sixes morgan got in on the act charging hasaranga first ball in the 19th over and read the googly going inside out driving high over long off and beyond the rope But his luck ran out the very next ball as another googly pitched full outside leg stump. He decided to stay in his crease this time and went for the slog sweep but missed badly. Middle and leg stump knocked back. Butler finished the England innings in style. Needing a maximum of the last ball to reach three figures, the 31-year-old smashed the ball over square leg to seal a maiden T20 international century. He became the fourth England player to do it, the second 50 runs coming off just 22 balls as they set a target of 164 runs to win. Sri Lanka's reply got off to a terrible start as Butler's heroics continued on the field. Adil Rashid superbly dismissed Charith Asalanka in the fourth over. Looking to go on the attack, Kusal Pereira came down the pitch but simply skied the ball into the offside and Morgan took an easy catch. The writing was on the wall by the 18th over when Butler sealed the play of the match performance with tremendous athleticism to run out Dasan Shanaka. England did everything so well and closed out the match in a perfectly symbolic way as they bowled out Sri Lanka for 137, handing Morgan the most wins by a captain in T20 internationals with 43.
5: Manchester United will look to maintain their spot at top Group F in the Champions League when they visit Atalanta. The Red Devils got the better of the Italian outfit in their previous encounter at Old Trafford a fortnight ago, with Cristiano Ronaldo scoring a crucial goal to secure a 3-2 win. The five-time Ballon d'Or winner has been in imperious form since his return to United, and has also scored in all three of their current Champions League group stage games. United's passage to the knockouts is not yet set in stone, but a victory in Italy should be enough to book a spot in the last 16 with two more group stage matches to come after their tie with Atalanta. A victory will also see United claim their 150th win in European football. They'll become the first English club to notch up that milestone, and just the fourth team ever after Real Madrid, Bayern Munich and Barcelona.
2: The UEFA Champions League will be back on your screens as Chelsea are way to Malmo. Manchester United will look to make it back-to-back wins against Atalanta while Barcelona on the road to Dinamo Kiev. And don't forget the goal show will be live on Supersport Grandstand.
5: Wolverhampton Wanderers played host to Everton in the Premier League as they look to go unbeaten in five games in the final fixture of Matchday 10. Wolves looked to have taken an early lead through Huang Hee Chan, but he was adjudged to have been offsides by VAR before he put the ball in the back of the net. That would prove to be an omen of things to come as Wolves eventually broke the deadlock from a corner as right-back Max Kilman produced a solid header to make it 1-0. The host went 2-0 up as Raul Jimenez pounced on a risky back pass and chipped the ball past Jordan Pickford.
3: Oh, it's a terrible back pass from Ben Godfrey.
0: And it is
5: 2-0. Everton had a prime opportunity to get on the scoreboard just before the break, but an offside's flag went up just as Mason Holgate pushed the shot into the crowd with Wolves taking a 2-0 lead into half-time. Wolves keeper Jose Saar was saved his blushes in the second half after a moment of madness that saw him pass the ball directly to Richarlison, but the Everton striker couldn't produce a testing shot from the unexpected ball. Wolves nearly extended their lead just before the hour mark from a break into Everton's box, but Jimenez hit the woodwork as he headed across towards goal. Everton finally scored their first goal of the match as Alex Iwobi was on hand to hammer home a blocked shot in the Wolves' box. Francisco Trincao could have reinstated Wolves' two-goal advantage as he was fed a ball in the box, but his shot couldn't match his first touch in the Everton box. Wolves would end up holding on for a 2-1 victory despite the best efforts of Everton in the latter stages of the clash. Wolves wrapped up Matchday 10 with a 2-1 win over Everton on Monday night. while There were big wins for West Ham, Brentford, Chelsea, Manchester United and Arsenal, while Liverpool missed out on some vital log points as they played to a 2-2 draw. That leaves Chelsea top of the Premier League standings with 25 points, Liverpool in second place with 22, and Manchester City just behind them with 20. West Ham United sitting level with City on 20 points. Norwich and Newcastle are still winless in the Premier League, while Leicester City sit in 11th place on the log. Brentford and Crystal Palace in 12th and 13th place with 12 points.
2: Rayo Vallecano were looking to continue their impressive start to the 2021-22 La Liga campaign when they played host to Celta Vigo. Lying in fifth before the match, they had picked up 19 points from their opening 11 matches, while Celta occupied 14th with 10 points to show from their first 11 games of the season. The Madrid-based outfit were unbeaten in their last three league games against Celta. Meanwhile, recording two wins in the process, including a 4-2 home success in their last meeting in January 2019. Radamal Falcao had the chance to break the deadlock inside the opening quarter of an hour, but was denied by the keeper. There were no goals in the first half, and the two sides went into the break locked at 0-0. Rayo had the better chances in the second half, and they were also kept in the game by Dmitrievski. In the end, the two sides would have to settle for a point apiece. 19th in a 20-team La Liga,
0: Levante were intent on securing their first win this season when they welcomed 18th place Granada to the Estadio Ciudad de Valencia on Monday. Benjamin Sánchez was only too happy to take full advantage of some average defending by their hosts as he headed Granada into the lead in just the seventh minute of the fixture between the struggling sides. Aitor Fernández seemed as if he would have a busy evening when he was tested by a dipping, curling left-footed effort by Jorge Molina. The seasoned Roberto Soldado was nearly gifted a goal when he found a header back to the goalkeeper within reach but the former Spain international could not connect with the ball. Luis Suarez, though, would double Granada's lead just minutes later as he benefited from a period of pinball to poke the ball under Fernandez. Levante thought they had a chance to reduce the deficit when they were awarded a penalty, but a VAR check ruled Soldado offside before being fouled. Levante had a golden opportunity to strike within ten minutes of the restart, but a slight deflection sent the ball into the path of Enes Bardi instead of Soldado, with the former unable to hit the target. Fernandez though, needed to be alert just minutes later on the opposite end of the pitch as Suarez struck a firm effort goalbound. Antonio Puertas was the beneficiary of a misplaced Levante pass and steered his left-footed effort home with aplomb to all but secure three points for Granada. And that is how it stayed as Matchday 12 ended with Granada claiming a comfortable 3-0 victory for their first triumph on the road this season that sees them leap to 14th while Levante remain the only winless team in La Liga. Real Sociedad continue to lead the way in La Liga as they sit atop the standings one point clear of Real Madrid, Sevilla lie third while Atletico make the top four. It's not looking good for Cadiz, Levante and Getafe in the bottom half of the La Liga standings, but with games in hand, the likes of Real and Granada will fancy moving up the standings. Athletic Bilbao and Cadiz kick off match day 13 in La Liga, while Barcelona travel to Celta Vigo and Real Madrid find themselves up against Rayo Vallecano. where Real host Getafe and Real Betis are up against Sevilla, while Real Sociedad, the log leaders, find themselves facing Osasuna away.
5: Bologna welcomed bottom of the table, Cagliari to the Renato Dallara to wrap up match day 11 in the Serie A. Despite their poor start to the season, Cagliari dominated the opening half hour of the match with a number of forays into the host half. The visitors had an early chance with ten minutes played as a cross was whirled into the Bologna box, but there was no recipient to meet the ball. Cagliari had another scoring chance, but Gabriel Zappa couldn't find a finishing touch to beat Bologna's keeper Lukasz Skorowski. Bologna had their first real chance of the game after the half-hour mark, but none of their attacking players could meet a dangerous cross into the box. Razvan Marin had an opportunity to take his side into the lead, but he pushed a shot from a free kick over the crossbar. That would be the last chance of the first half, as the sides went into the change rooms with the scoreline goalless at the break. Cagliari's hard work in the first half was undone just three minutes after the break, thanks to a deceptive play by the hosts that saw Lorenzo Di Silvestri make it 1-0 to Bologna. Marko Arnautovic nearly made it 2-0 to the hosts a few minutes later after some great interplay in the Cagliari box, but his eventual shot was way over the mark. The Austrian threatened again a few minutes later as a pass found him in the box, but Bologna's shot stopper Alessio Cragno produced a good save to deny the hosts a second goal. Nicola Samsone was denied by the woodwork as Bologna burst forward on a counter-attack with less than 10 minutes to play. Tempers fled just minutes before full-time after a scuffle at a corner in the Bologna box with the referee showing Martin Caceres a red card in the aftermath. Cagliari nearly scored in the 93rd minute but Bologna's Skorowski tipped a shot over the crossbar. Arnautovic would have the final say of the match as he snuck the ball past Kranio six minutes into injury time. The goal would bring down the curtain on the clash as the host walked away with a tight 2-0 victory to leave the visitors' bottom of the Serie A table. Bologna brought down the curtain on match day 11 of the Serie A with a 2-0 win over Cagliari. Milan managed a 2-1 win over Roma while there were big wins for Fiorentina and Inter Milan, while Atalanta and Lazio played to a 2-2 draw over the weekend. There's plenty to play for at the top of the Serie A log, as Napoli and AC Milan are level on 31 log points. Inter Milan are in third place with 24 points, while Roma and Atalanta are fourth and fifth on the log. Cagliari are still bottom of the log with one win from their 11 games so far. While there's a log jam in the middle of the table with Verona, Juventus, Bologna and Empoli all tied on 15 points. Stellenbosch FC will look to continue a strong start to the DSTV Premiership when they visit Kaiser Chiefs at the FNB Stadium. There couldn't be a bigger contrast between their current form and their showing last season where they finished one spot above the relegation zone. Stellenbosch remain unbeaten eight matches into the current campaign with four wins and four draws. That leaves Stellenbosch lying second on the log behind current champions Mamelodi Sundowns while there are just two log points separating Stellies and the three teams behind them. Amakosi looked to be in a period of resurgence with back-to-back wins in their last two matches, which included a 4-0 drubbing of Chipper United. Keegan Dolly scored a first-half brace in that fixture, while veteran Bernard Parker also scored a double in Chiefs' 2-1 win over Supersport United in their latest DSTV Premiership outing. Chiefs are four points behind Stellies on the log going into their clash, currently sitting in sixth place.
3: A number of matches to look forward to as the DSCV Premiership continues on the of champions, including Kaiser Chiefs hosting Stellenbosch, Amazulu welcoming Marumo Gallins, and Mamlori Sundowns versus Marisburg United.
0: Following successive losses to start their Betking-Ethiopian Premier League campaign, Hadiah Hosana wanted nothing more than a first victory of the season when they met Arbaminj Ketema at Hawassa University Stadium on Monday. While Hadiah had the first shot at goal in the match, it proved nothing more than a speculative effort. The first shot with intent was a superb effort from Arbaminj winger Habib Kemal, who cut inside with possession and looked to finish with a left-footed strike, but Sohoho Mensa was well positioned to prevent a goal. Eric Capito had an even better opportunity just minutes later, but was denied by the quick-thinking Mensah. Hadia created another chance, but as in their previous two matches, clinical finishing was lacking as Omed Ukuwari blasted his effort well off target in the rain. Habib Kamal was proving a bit of a thorn in the Hadia Hosanna side and again looked industrious down the right flank, crossing a ball initially spilled by Mensah, but gathered before any danger accrued in the now wet conditions. Despite another Kamal cross, the sides would head into the tunnel goalless. While it was a vigilant start to the first half, it was a blistering start to the second half for Abraminc as Belay Gezahin found the opening goal just over a minute after the restart. But Fikri Yesus gave Hadiah belief of collecting their first points of the campaign as he found an equaliser just before the hour mark. Hadiah had their tails up again and by Gzahin had a splendid window to score but dragged his effort wide after a superb square ball. Hadia continued to be the attacking team in the second half and Samson Osefa needed to be alert throughout to deny Samson Tilahun, who seemed to want to use the wet conditions to his advantage. Hadia's advantage was seemingly dealt a blow just minutes from full time when Tekel Birhan received a red card. But they had one last chance to secure all three points when they were awarded a free kick on the edge of the penalty area, but Baye Gezahein was again guilty of missing the target with the final real chance of the match that it ended 1-1. It's a first point for Hadiya Hosanna, who move off the bottom of the standings, but a first draw for Arba Minch, who remain mid-table. There were a couple of key victories in the King ethiopian Premier League on match day three, as Adama Kanema kicked off the weekend with a fine victory over Walay Tadicha, and Hawassa City confirmed defeat on Sidama Kofi by two goals to one. The defending champions Fasil Kenema claimed a convincing 4-0 win over Jimma Abadjifar, who remained bottom of the standings, while Addis Ababa beat Mekelakaia 3-0, while there were two Monday draws to conclude the round. Andy Murray was meant to face Jensen Brooksby in the first round of the Rolex Paris Masters, but when the American withdrew from the tournament at the last minute, his alternate was Germany's Dominic Köpfer, who the three-time Grand Slam champion stepped on court to meet. It was the German, though, that made the first move as he broke Murray in the fifth game of the opening set to lead 3-2. And while Murray seemed to have a better read of the left-hander's serve in the next game as he earned two break points, Köpfer held to lead 4-2. Kupfer then broke Murray in the seventh game before the former Olympic champion showed his class to break back. It was merely delaying the inevitable, however, as Kupfer took the opening set 6-4. To add insult to injury, the German blitzed the Murray serve in the opening game of the second set to lead by a set and a break, an advantage he held until serving for the match at 5-4. A rejuvenated Murray rallied himself back into the match as he broke Kupfer twice over the next three games to take the match to a decider as he won the second set 7-5. While the players struggled to break the other in the decider, Murray was rallying all the support with some sensational points as the third set went to a tie-break. Kupfer struggled to maintain pace with Murray's play initially, but his tenacity kept him in the tie as he saved seven match points before converting the first that he earned.
3: He's done it. Can you believe it? What an incredible contest, what an incredible victory for Dominic Kupfer.
1: Day one of the Rolex Paris Masters got underway with the round of 64 that saw Hungarian Marton Furcevic taking on world number 37 Fabio Fonini. The pair were no strangers to each other out on the court and had met five times previously with Fonini emerging on top on four of those, including the first round of this year's edition of Roland Garros. The first set went very much in the other direction though, with Fučovic settling into the swing of things much faster than his opponent, with Fonini's game riddled with unforced errors, handing Fučovic a 6-1 win. Fonini came back strongly in the second though, and with a never-say-die approach to that set, he managed to force it to a tiebreak, eventually winning and taking the match to a third with the momentum leaning towards the Italian we were always in for a close battle in that final set and were provided with exactly that when Fornini broke the Hungarian in the first game to pile the pressure on Puccovic wasn't going to go down that easily though and managed to break back to bring the tie on serve once again 2-2 with another break apiece the two headed into a tie break to decide who will potentially get to face Novak Djokovic in the next round and in the end, Fonini was the one to blink first, when a couple of unforced errors crept back into his game and allowed Fuchovic to take the final set 7-6 and progress into the second round.
0: Selected results from the first round of the Rolex Paris Masters, an opportunity for Sebastian Korda to enjoy a victory over Seed Aslan Karatsev, Cameron Norrie, the Indian Wells champion, victorious over left-handed Federico Del while another left-hander, Donic Köpfer, earned a victory over Andy Murray. Adrian Manorino in front of his home crowd beating Nicolas Bashilasvili in straight sets.
5: the third last stop on the european tour sees golfers take on the portugal masters south africa's george kutsia goes into the competition as the defending champion having won the event in 2020 you can catch the action live on supersport golf
1: Some incredibly tough conditions meant that Australian Lucas Herbert was made to work for it but he claimed his first title on the ATP Tour with a single shot win at the Bermuda Championship. Overnight leader Taylor Pendrith found himself on 17 under par ahead of the final round. But with the weather not playing its part, he could only manage a five-over pass 76 to close out the tournament, leaving Herbert to take the win after 69 himself.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty tough out there. Uh, I'm not sure whether I brought it on any more than I needed to with uh, what I said yesterday, but it, de- it definitely wasn't easy out there. Um, and I know Taylor didn't play the way he would have liked. I think he f- maybe finished four or five over there, but he played so much better than that. And... He was he, he really did play well in that wind it was just a couple of bad breaks here and there that just maybe cost him a little bit in the end but yeah it was just a day where even par one under par was going to be a really good score
1: the pga tour will next head to the el camaleon golf club in mexico for the worldwide technology championship at Mayacoba. you can follow the action live on supersport